thank you very much for listening in to another episode of Alama UDND. We appreciate having you here with us. If you like what we are doing, tell your friends and add us on Instagram at Alama UDND and at Table Minis. If you would like to support us further, join our Patreon for exclusive content and benefits or visit our website at www.tableminis.com. We wish you an amazing week filled with inspiration and peace. Take care. Alamak UDND. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Alamak UDND. Why are we talking so fast? Ah? Because uh, I don't know, chasing after time nowadays. Now it's already December, my friend. December. Oh my god. I Table Minis is 8 months old. Eight months old. What has been happening for the past eight months, my friend? All eight months. No, it, I can't speak about all eight months. It's just too much information. But we opened the new room in October. Okay, cost a lot of money, but it's fantastic. I mean, I I can't say because I haven't been to everybody's house, but I think this is the best place to play D and man, I I have been geeking out with this space. We have new lights. Uh, both for both rooms. Yes, spotlights finally. So we solved the ceiling problem. We have a smoke machine. Uh, That's the sound it makes. We have a uh, we have a touch screen for your, your touch screen console. Yeah, dude, that touch screen console really changed our. World. I used it twice, and I'm never gonna go back. Yeah, man, it's so good. Uh, we we have been expanding not only with the space, but like our Dungeons and Dragons games. That we are putting out our dungeon mastering has imp- has has immensely been put on the spot for us to improve. Correct. Mm. Like we meet, we meet like twice a month, and we really discuss about how we improve. We discuss games as well, uh, between us dungeon masters about uh issues that's going on, what work, what didn't work, what we're doing very well in, what areas that we're struggling, and we help coach each other lah. I think. It's very sweet and it's very nice as well uh, within our own in-house group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. And we are expanding the Dungeon Master um, circle, right? Um, yeah, because we launched DM Dojo. Yeah. If you listeners haven't joined DM Dojo and you are DMs, please get on board. Uh, this is a training session. It's like a dojo. It's where we come to train together. So there is no master. There's just a facilitator who just helps the flow of the, the training. That's it. right? Timekeeper. Uh, Timekeeper and the guy who like, okay, well, this is next, this is next, so that we don't get stuck or anything. Uh, the last subject, I was not able to join. I was so upset because I was running uh, this uh, house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you participated in it, right? Yeah, I participated in like uh, BBEG. How to create a BBEG was run by uh, our very own Maximilian Tadashi, which mm. is one of our dungeon masters. I mean, I really enjoyed that experience uh, to just be a participant mm-hmm. uh, and really just talk about some ideas that we've had and also picking on uh, picking other dungeon masters' brains mm. and just having that space to talk la, about dungeon mastering and specifics about dungeon mastering. Yeah. Yeah. I The next ones that are coming up, I don't know whether the listeners will hear this in time, mm. but the next ones coming up is uh, DM Melos. He's hosting uh, Expect the Unexpected. I think that's a fabulous subject matter that I, I wish I could explore. Mm-mm. I think I can make it for that day. It's coming this Monday. Uh, and yeah, that is a really interesting 
a really interesting point of view also. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I'm hosting the other one, which is managing challenging players, mm-hmm. which I think all dungeon masters we, especially dungeon masters who have many groups, uh, yeah, this is a conversation we all want to have, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes, right, dude? When like I'm thinking about uh, managing difficult players or players who are who might not be in line with how the table is running. Mm-hmm. I sometimes, as a dungeon master, I feel like it's my responsibility and I am at fault if the table is not um, a co- not having a cohesion that yeah, I was The synergy for. that you like, uh, yeah. that you really appreciate. Do you think it's on the dungeon master's shoulders, this responsibility? It's a shared responsibility among the whole table, mm-hmm. right? I think if you set it up properly, everybody understands this shared responsibility. Mm-hmm. But in the throes of the game, right, emotions fly, um, like um, concentration on keeping it cohesive and immersive goes out the window because you're just trying to survive mm-hmm. or you're just trying to uh, win at something. Um, and that's understandable. And many players, myself included, get super excited and lose control of ourselves. Mm. Uh, so it's like I said, it's a shared responsibility. It needs to be managed. And it's not that player who's wrong, and it's not the dungeon master who's wrong, or it's not the table who's wrong. It's just one of those things. Yeah, it's like it's it's sometimes we just need to set the expectations, and then if the expectations is not met. Uh, it's best to either discuss it with the party, discuss it with the dungeon master, and if it really doesn't work out, maybe uh, another table would work out for you. Yeah, yeah. No hard feelings, right? Exactly. Mm, different players have different needs. So finding that perfect balance. I'm personally doing the research work on knowing what makes a balanced party. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got the leaders, the, the players who are main characters. They drive story. Uh, especially, you always need to appreciate your chaotic clown mm-hmm. in the group, right? Even though he may be annoying and irritating at times. But he moves the story forward or she moves the story forward. Mm-hmm. And most most instances, in always in a big way, mm-hmm. right? So those are very good players. But you cannot have a group of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then it's just pouring into too many. Then you got the the guy or the lady who always takes notes, right? Mm. The lawkeeper. Um, and waits her turn to speak. So how many of them you need? If you have got I've I've played in a group where I had five of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And making a decision took forever. And it wasn't important life changing decisions was do I go into room B or room A? There's mm. a long discussion around it. Mm-mm. So that's not an ideal group too. Right, so finding that that balance is something that nobody in has a grip on it on the on the D and D domain or the TTRPG domain. Because I've been reading blogs and all that, nobody has a grip on what's the best party mix. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to come up with that myself, lah. Yeah, it's like it's like putting together different archetypes and like in uh, theater pieces or movies that we watch some of the most uh, compelling stories are the ones where there are very different archetypes that have to go through a single objective together and that is when it gets exciting i have a question for you then as a dungeon master right when do you go when do you find that it's fun for you dungeon mastering the act of dungeon mastering is fun mm-hmm. for me Preparing for games is fine. Everything about dungeon mastering is fine. The thing that I don't like in dungeon mastering is when the game ends. Mm-mm. So if I could stay in the game forever, it would be ideal. <laughs> la, but 
Um, I I think that my answer to your question is what do I find fun if I could narrow it down? Mm-mm. It's just being with people, Mm-mm. right? Um, and showing them a good time, hosting a session, um, and creating experiences. Why I got into Dungeons and Dragons, what attracted me to it most was that I get to create experiences for people. Having people be happy, I just give them chocolate can really. Mm-hmm. Like most people are happy with chocolate. Right. But taking them on a ride and and creating new experiences that they never experienced before. Uh that was such an exciting thing for me lah. Mm. Yeah. That's that's what I find the most fun. How about you? What I really find fun about Dungeons and Dragons would be uh being surprised. As Dungeon Master, everything like it means every day, every day you Dungeon Master, you sure got some surprise. Exactly, like there, all these other things are just just so to create a space that allows for these surprises to come, <laughs> right? The, uh, preparing for it, come up with the monsters, what kind of combat experience you're gonna have. Those things are secondary to me being at the table in the moment, and someone comes up with a brilliant idea. I go like, I've never thought about that. Yeah. And that is something I relish in all the time. I really appreciate those players who can just bring in something new or just turn everything and flip it on its head. Yeah, I do. Well, show. It's a really short feeling. That is the reason why also I love the kill list. Yeah. Right? When we did the ki- the entire kill list, we were just planning that. We were just like, how is, are they going to do this? We go like, don't know. Are they going to figure it out? And then when you see them coming out with this, I loved every moment of it. And that was when I thought about like, what do I love about Dungeons and Dragons? And why do I love DMing? Is having that space for us to surprise ourselves. Yeah. I think expanding it, one of the things that Table Minis is interested in, and of course we're running games and all, we love all that, but what, as an organisation, what we're really interested in is pushing the boundaries of bringing these brilliant creative people more platforms to express themselves, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just outside, like the, like the kill list was an example of let's give them this platform and see what happens. That's the same as DMing. Give them the scenario, give them the question, just see what happens. It's the same principles, you know what I mean? And it's bringing it out there. I, like, one of the things that we are looking at, and I don't know whether we're going to be successful in it at all, is, like, larger-scale lapping uh, experiences, uh, which I personally have zero experience. I know you have experience. What, can you tell us more about your experience with big scale uh, live action RPG? So I was just, I was a storyteller in 2019 with Void Deck Gaming. Uh, and I chanced upon them because uh, I knew someone from the theater industry, someone from the theater industry are friends with them. And then they contacted me to ask me to be a storyteller. And at that time, I didn't have any other experience than um, lapping with swords and shields. That one is basically you go and hit somebody with that. Medieval lapping. But this one is vampire masquerade lapping and is very uh, driven by social interaction. Are you okay? Are you alright? <laughs> the, the ice in the coffee got me. I'm sorry, continue. Uh, so like it's a, it's a, it's lapping in like a social context. So there were like 30 players and there were approximately maybe about like 13 to 15 storytellers. There's a lot of storytellers for that amount of players. Yeah, so then there are like, um, there are main characters. It's like and two then, to one. Uh? Yeah, then got like side quests and stuff like that. 
So the story is it's based in Singapore and specifically in Geylang. Oh, cool. And in Geylang, there were a bunch of uh, gangs that were led by vampires. Wow. Mm. So, so this is in the VTM world. This is in the VTM world. Vampire Masquerade, right? Vampire the Masquerade. And it was run by, by Voidet Gaming. And I was enthralled. And the work that is required to create an experience like that, um, you need a team. Yeah, the resource heavy. Very resource heavy, and it's like it's like a it's like a theater production lah, where mm. you plan for months and then you do it for for three days, uh, six shows maybe, and then it's done, mm. and then you move forward to the next one. Mm. But the difference between a theater show and lapping is the theater show it repeats itself every day, mm. and it will always be on the same outcome. Mm. For lapping, you'll never know what the players are going to do because which is your surprise thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Then it's crazy, lah, dude. Like if we ever, because now we are hoping to expand and also grow our our contacts with other groups. And if one day we are able to create a lapping experience with Dungeons and Dragons, I am excited to see how that. Yeah, goes. Uh, it's besides the like the swords and the elf years. I mean, a full on. Uh, a magical fantasy experience, Mm-mm. right? With flying dragons and all that. I don't know how we're going to execute it, but one day we will. That's a promise. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that ends our episode today. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. And thank you for joining us on Alama Mama, you did